Now, this is the Nick Winter Show, and I do the entertaining. Thank you. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. A Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them Hey now, you are listening to Always Be Watching. It's our weekly discussion about what we've been watching on our screens. I'm joined every week by my good friend, Chris Yates. Hi, Dan. It's great to be here. It's, you know, it's fantastic being here. I should say my name at some point, shouldn't I? Say it now. Uh, Dan Barrett. It's great to have you here, Dan. Yeah, it's a bit of self-promotion. <laughs> I like if it. I don't do it, who's going to do it? <laughs> no one's going to do it. This is what I've learned. Chris Yates, if you're unfamiliar with this podcast, and you're familiar because you're here every week. <laughs> yeah, well, mostly. Mostly. But for those listening... It's a casual, relaxed conversation about mm-hmm. two gentlemen just sitting around in tuxedos. But it's very conversational. We discuss what we've been watching on television, the sort of various screen adventures that we've had during the week. The way that I explain it to people, just generally, what people are like, what's that podcast about that you're doing? Look, let's say that you're out there on one of the, in the outer rim. You're on one of those outpost planets. You're at a cantina. Okay, it's Dusty, the Max Rebo band are playing in the corner. Love those guys. Yeah. Love the Max Rio band. I bought all of their albums. I guess so. Why yeah. not? Uh, you're having a delicious fuzzy taunton. Uh, your mate's having a dust juice. <laughs> Definitely. And you're just making conversation. It's like, what have you been watching? I like that as I like that as a concept. I think it should. I think it could work. Yeah, you may have noticed a couple of little Star Wars references in there. Ah, oh. yeah. It's because the two of us are going to be talking about a little TV show called Star Wars: The Mandalorian. This is an exciting day. We've been think planning in this podcast for a long time. And then we followed through on none of those plans, <laughs> and we're them. just going to talk about Mandalorian. Yeah, that's right. I don't know about you, Chris, but when I think about The Mandalorian, I don't want to just say The Mandalorian. I want to say The Mandalorian! <laughs> kind of like Oprah. <laughs> yes, it's very good. I like it. Mm. Uh, or, or The Mando. The Mando. And there's a bit of, bit of, bit of Mando going on. No, Chris, around. just Mando. Just Mando. Cooler. Right, yeah, cool. I've got yeah. it. I'm, I'm down with the kids. So this week, Disney Plus has launched. As we record, it was this morning. It was. I haven't looked at it yet, but you have. I have. I got up at 4.30 in the morning, wrote up a big list of all the shows that, and movies that are available there on the Disney Plus. Uh, there's a few more titles there than you find in the US. Some big titles, the marquee ones. Yeah. I really hate the conversation around Netflix where people are like, oh, the US library is so much bigger than the Australian one. And it's like, well, yeah, but also the titles aren't necessarily good titles that you no, want to watch. That's right. There can be a lot of filler on these services. Yes. As it comes with the Disney service, you've got the titles that everyone kind of cares about. We get more of those titles that people care about because the licensing, there's not as many outlets in Australia where these are tied up right now. Yeah. So, for example, we get Star Wars The Last Jedi which is the second best Star Wars movie that we can all agree. Nope. It is, Chris. Just deal with it. <laughs> I definitely won't agree or deal with it. But anyway, continue. Okay, fist the cuffs outside afterwards. Continue with but this nonsense. That's on the Australian service where you don't find that on the US one, for example. Yeah, that's like, very interesting. Very big title that the more distinguished, you know, people, the tastemakers of the world will be looking for. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, for example, that's there. But what I'm excited by with the Disney Plus service is all the weird rando things on there from years gone by. Yes. So, I've actually launched a second podcast to deal with this. I've heard all about it. This is me doing a plug, Chris. (laughs) I like it. I've got a second podcast. So, if you're not tired of me from this podcast, 
You can download from your various podcast stores, your Apple Podcasts, your Google Podcasts, your... Spotify? Spotify. It's on Spotify. It's been there from the beginning. Excellent. Literally, my Apple Podcasts um, authorization saying that it's been published has just come through in the last half hour. So Fantastic. It's all up and running. But in the first one, I talked about a film called Mr. Boogity. Right. Which, do you remember Mr. Boogity? No. Well, I mean, you shouldn't. <laughs> I definitely don't. I know I watched it as a kid a whole bunch of times. I probably had it on tape, maybe. And it was this, it's a haunted house story. It's a family. Uh, the, you Is know. it a 70s movie? Uh, see, I wasn't even sure when it was from. I just remembered watching it a bunch. It's from 1984, I want to say. Yeah, right. No, 87. Because it's the same year as Ferris Bueller. Yeah, right. Because the daughter in the family is Christy Swanson. Wow. Yeah, who's in Ferris Bueller as the uh, girl who talks about her friend who passed out at 31 Flavors. Yep. Uh, but she's also the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The good Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> original underbest. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. She's in a, the mum from uh, Dharma and Greg. Oh, like Dharma's yeah. mum. Dharma's mum's in yeah. it. She's got a name. Excellent. Uh, Richard Masseur, who's a name that people will see in credits going, I know who he is. And then you look him up on IMDb and you're like, he's been in everything. And then you forget his name and then the next time <laughs> yeah. you do the same thing yeah, again. That's, yeah, that's him. Uh, David Festino from Buck from TV's Married with Children. He retweeted me once. Really? Yeah. That must have been a proud day in the Yates household. <laughs> it's pretty good. I quit Twitter, actually, not long after. I was like, I've definitely done all I can on this platform. Also, like, the weirdo brother from ALF. There was a little kid in ALF. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's also in this. Yeah, great. Yeah. And also an actor named John Aston, TV's Gomez Adams. Oh, my God. The it's legend. A, it's an all-star production. Anyway, so I talk about that for eight minutes. So this is the special, this is the episode of... Uh, this, the- <laughs> this is the making of. This right. is like the director's commentary. Yeah, excellent, right. Yeah. So I was sitting in front of a microphone, Chris. Mm-hmm. I had a blanket over me to <laughs> maintain the sound quality. I taught you that trick. Yeah. Um, are we going to talk about The Mandalorian and we're just going to keep talking yeah, about guess. this terrible anyway, horror, ho- pretend horror film that no, you We're going to talk about the terrible podcast I've got. It's called Disney Plus yes. Dan. And I'm going to say that again. It's Disney Plus... Dan. Sorry, uh, yes. In the there's movie. a pause in the name. <laughs> and it's available on your various podcast apps. I can't wait to listen to it and not watch any of the things you're talking about. And that's fine. It is made purely so you don't actually have to watch it. Excellent. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on there that I was looking through fondly, um, reminiscing about well, with nostalgia. So that's going to be a lot of fun to um, watch those things with my kid as well. Now, we've done a fair bit of, uh, you know, just background work here before we start on the podcast. I've got two little bits of, um, you know, just work that I have to get through here. Sure, do it. First thing, uh, big thanks to Eddie Noafe who joined us last week to talk about Apple TV+. Plus. Love you at work, Eddie. Yeah. Great chat. We talked for about an hour and a half. I had to condense that down to about 40-odd minutes. <laughs> big editing job. Anyway, that was a fun chat with Eddie, so check that out if you want to get across Apple TV+. Plus. And the other thing, Chris Yates, on the last podcast we recorded, and it was quite a few weeks yeah, ago, bit- but we recorded a bit in advance, so whatever. Uh, there was a line that you gave, which you politely referred to me as the person who invented podcasting in this country. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know if you remember you said that. No, but I'm pretty sure you it's did. true. I stand by it. No, you said that. And like I was listening to the podcast afterwards when I was editing it, and I pushed it out in the world, and I thought, you know what? That's actually really not fair, because you were with me when I started the oh. original Televised Revolution podcast. That's true. So really, the two of us started podcasting in this country. <laughs> Excellent. Well, at least we've got that sorted out. Yeah. And it's not really true that there were podcasts around, but it was pretty new when there we were got into it. There were a couple. Yeah, there weren't many. I, yeah. I remember thinking you were crazy for... For jumping on this fad that was going to go nowhere. And then for years, it didn't really. No, and then all of a, a sudden. A good 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
but you stuck with it. That's one of the things I like about yeah. you, Dan. But Chris Yates, you and I, pioneers of podcasting in this country. Excellent. I'm proud to be uh, side by side with you with that uh, distinction. Indeed. Anyway, shall we get on to the heights, the grandeur that we've you know built here? So, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of it, I guess. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? Okay, before we delve into the program, I think we need to establish our Star Wars credentials and how enthused we are and how much of a fanboy each of us are going into this. All the Star Wars you've seen all... Seen everything, surely. You've seen all the Ewok movies? I've seen all the Ewok movies. You've I was, seen the holiday special? I've seen the holiday special. I, uh, I came of age during Return of the Jedi, so mm. um, that was my kind of... That's when I, remem- I remember seeing Return of the Jedi new, um, maybe I think at the cinema. I can't quite recall, but I definitely had all the, like, you know, I had the, the, the toys and the comics and stuff I remember is mostly from that film, and I definitely um, was, have always loved that one a little bit more, despite its... Um, dubious <laughs> yeah. position in the in the canon of those three films. You've got about like three or so years on me. So when I came about, it was purely just a VHS experience. Yeah. So I grew up in that nasty time period where there was no new Star Wars. Oh my God. It was a, it was a dry spell for a long time. Was it ever? But I watched the movies ad nauseum on VHS. When the special editions came out in the cinema, came out every Thursday night, Myself and my very like close cohort of friends, like we went along to the cinema every like second Thursday as they were coming out, and we saw like other people from school, and it was like this big event, and so that was really cool. Prepared me for 1999 when we all sat in the cinema, went to the midnight screening on uh, the Queen Street Mall in Brisbane. Okay, remember there was like the like fantastic. Ooh, uh, was this Hoyts? isn't going to go well. Was it Hoyts in the mall? I think it's Hoyts. Whatever that cinema was, grand old theatre. It was beautiful. That we time. all sat in there. I was so prepared for it. I'd bought the novelization already. <laughs> I sat there and it's maybe the greatest cinema experience I've had in my life where the enthusiasm going in to watch a new Star Wars movie, massive. And then as the closing credits came two and a bit hours later, there was one guy who was there clapping his heart out and going, woo! <laughs> He was not me. No, that was... So was it that instant? Were you aware you weren't caught up in the moment enough that you needed a few days to process or and oh, realise how terrible it was? We, or? we all needed a few days after that. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely everyone knew walking out of it that that was not a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Very sad times. Yeah. Uh, so it got to the point where the third prequel came out, the uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, which, yeah. Did you keep seeing them in the cinema by this point? No, I don't. I don't even. I I think because I didn't go to the midnight screening, and I think that I don't. I don't even think I saw that in the cinema at all. So yeah. I think I was already um, jaded enough, war- warned off, <laughs> and watched a dodgy rip of it, and went like, "Oh god, yeah, terrible." Uh, so I saw Revenge of the Sith, and I didn't go opening night. I went the Saturday morning. Oh, that's how disappointed you were. Absolutely. <laughs> So I've seen those. I've also seen Phantom Menace in 3D because that got a cinema re-release uh, yes. when yep. Avatar made a huge amount of money. Yeah. Uh, so like I've, I've, my bona fides are there. So when it comes to a new live action streaming, yeah, you know, yeah. Star Wars show, it's like, huge. I was pretty excited. That's that's yeah. It's it's a pretty yeah. huge thing. I've recently dabbled in some of the um, Clone Wars and the you know some of these cartoons even and yeah. some of that sort of um, the you know and you know I'm a big Lego fan so I've, I'm deep into the Lego Star Wars world, which is terrifying, um, a terrifying place to be. Oh look, I understand. <laughs> so yeah, like it's fair to say that Star Wars takes up uh, a much bigger part of my life than it probably should. 
Okay, so credentials established. Now, people know where we're coming from with this. We're not strangers to the world of Star Wars. No. I would say I haven't read a lot of the comics no, or no, no, I haven't either. seen much of the Clone Wars cartoons, so I don't know a lot of the minutia. Yeah. Okay, but like I definitely know Star Wars well enough to have a good, robust conversation. What were your thoughts? Sorry, yes or, like yes or no? Are you into the show? I'm so into the show. I love I, it. I love I'm, it to pieces. I'm mad for it. Mad for it. Mad for the man, mad for Mando. I'm, I'm prepared to divorce the wife, and it's just <laughs> myself, Mandalorian, living very happily going forward. How silly would you feel if you were the AV Club or whatever that website was that published their 100 best shows of the last 10 years? And, and left us off. And, yes, didn't give it a couple of extra weeks to wait for this show, which would definitely have been top five pretty sure Watchmen wasn't on that list as well and yeah, that's no. definitely in a yeah, no, top 20 was, at least yeah maybe they, they put an arbitrary cut off on it or something but anyway yes I think it's definitely worthy of this kind of level of adulation yeah but, um, you know and of course Star Wars stuff gets a, a fair amount of unnecessary adulation it would be <laughs> or un, unjustified adulation at some points but I feel like we're really well and truly on track with this one now at this point I'm going to put it out there there will be spoilers if you haven't watched the first two episodes of The Mandalorian Maybe just come back to the podcast after you've watched them. Yes, and you probably won't get much out of it if you yeah. haven't watched it anyway. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Chris. Yes. I'm going to put it out there. I really liked the first episode of The Mandalorian, but I reached the end of the episode and I realized I was maybe just a bit more excited about the idea of The Mandalorian and the actual episode itself. I don't think it's particularly amazing, but I enjoyed being in that world and I liked the table setting of it. When the second episode came along, I thought, no, this is fantastic. This is exactly what I was hoping the show could be. And I don't think you could have that second episode without the first episode doing that heavy lifting for it. So, totally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, I wasn't as disappointed. I, I heard a few people, well, not disappointed. But I, I wasn't disappointed. No. But, yeah. I, I, but um, yes, uh, similar comments. My friend Brad, uh, who's a massive... Uh, Star Wars. I would even go so far as to say almost an apologist. Um, he, uh, yeah, he said he felt some aspects of it were a bit weird, were a bit wooden, and he felt like he wasn't really going to get into it. And then, of course, uh, until the reveal at the end, in which case he was sucker punched back into the world. And then, yes, I've talked to him about the second episode, and he was blown away by that as well. Yeah, the problem with the show and how that reveal, I think, corrects course on it is that you got the Mandalorian Mando, Mando. and we don't know his name yet. Okay, however. He has a mask on for the entire thing. Everyone he talks to generally has masks on, with the exception of one or two characters. It's really hard to build a connection, like, and to find any real humanity with someone who doesn't really show any human emotion or any sort of... Yes, without you know, any face no at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's only so much you can do with your hands. Yes. Like, you know, he's kind of stuck. So it's really just him projecting voice uh, vocally. When we're introduced to what I guess we'll have to refer to as Baby Yoda... Yep. When we're introduced to that character, like suddenly he has a connection with that baby. And even though you can tell that he doesn't necessarily want to like seem as though like his life is now revolving around this baby, he has a strong connection to it emotionally, but you kind of get the sense that's exactly where this is going. Cause yes. We've seen, you know, Wolf, you know, we've seen this before. Yeah. We, we know what's going on. And that's, and that's fine. Yeah. But once you've got that baby, I think suddenly that gives him the humanity and gets you over that barrier of the fact that you can't really connect with him. And yes. you're also getting a lot of that. The response you have as a viewer from, like, you know, facial uh, engagement, I think you're actually getting that sense of humanity from the baby engaging with the Mandalorian. So it gets you over that line. Uh, here we go. I'm going to check my first um, theory at you, which yep. was chucked to me by my friend, the aforementioned Brad. Let's see if it's my exact same theory. Did the baby yodeling use the force to get the Mandalorian to shoot the IG-style droid robot? I don't think so. No. Yeah. But the bigger theory... That I want to, well, the question I want to put out to you is what is this creature? What do you think he is? 
the the yodeling. Yeah. Uh, I think he's uh, well. Okay, here's and, and this could lead to the second theory, which was from my friend Rupert. I'm giving all my friends as much credit as I can here. Yes, sir. Um, who suggested that uh, in the Empire Strikes Back, when Yoda says there is another, we could be referring to. Nah, that's that's not it. <laughs> no, he's like, he's clearly talking about Leia. He's not clearly talking. Well, I mean, it, you're saying he's clearly talking about Leia, but that's only because of the last ever the eternity that's happened since that film and what's been built into it and obviously or perhaps obviously what was intended but we're never really revealed as such still to this day we don't really know the end of what's going to happen with the end of Leia's story we don't know that Leia is the last Jedi um, and and we clearly have a little uh, Yodlet who has um, the power of the force so it's worth noting that baby Yoda is alive during Empire Strikes Back so we, we can't discount that as a theory. Baby Yoda is... Ah, oh, because of the, 50 he's old. 50. Yes, yep. that's right. Yep, so that definitely happens within the time frame. Yes. Okay, I'm going to put forward a much better theory than that. <laughs> no offense, Rupert. Jeez. <laughs> My theory is that the origins of this actually tie back to a film called Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Right. And that we're talking about a clone of Yoda. Oh. So I don't think it's Yoda who's done the business anywhere. But really, I think that this is a clone that I don't know whether Yoda would have been aware of it or not. Right. And Yoda was definitely, his best years were behind him when he was on Dagobah. Yes, well, that's arguable. He was having Well, a he was day. in the Dagobah system. I don't want to say he's on Dagobah. <laughs> that's right. I don't want to come across like that's of a novice. And, um, and he's also like, uh, having, you know, he, he's retired. Give yeah. him a break. He's enjoying his retirement. So the thing to consider with the fact that this is a series set around a Mandalorian, mm-hmm. so one of the bouncy hunters from the planet of Mandor, mm-hmm. and you've got a baby Yoda, mm-hmm. okay? Don't forget that in Attack of the Clones, one of the strong um, connections is that all the clones that were being created came from Jango Fett, mm-hmm. another person from Mandor. Mm-hmm. So there's already a strong Mandalorian connection to that cloning facility. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think thematically, if you're going to do the Mandalorian, like this kind of actually ties in. And will the um, the Yodling, the the clone of Baby Yoda, as yes. we're now certain that he is, Cloda, um, will he appear in uh, Rise of the Skywalker? This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> so obviously, Rise of Skywalker takes place probably about 25, 30 years after this. Yeah. What's okay, a 75 so, year old Yodling look like? Well, this is the question. So probably like a young kid, maybe a teenage looking Yoda. Mm. But the things to realize with the rollout of Mandalorian is that you got all the episodes except for one, which comes out like a week and a half after. Are you still sure of that? Yeah. Okay. There's a calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Through. Yeah, it comes out like a week and a half after Rise of Skywalker. So it makes sense to me that if you introduce this young Yoda type character, you can probably do something with him in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and it's going to be yes, and but how will that? Well, well, it'll, we can't speculate on how that's going to resolve itself at the end yeah. of the and Mandalorian. It, and he may not be a new character, but if you're if you've got a film called The Rise of Skywalker, the talk around the place is that that film has something to do with the birth of a new generation of Jedi or something like that yep. taking their place. You know, this character could maybe just be like a background character somewhere in there, but... Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Oh, this is what makes it all so delicious. Doesn't it, Doc? <laughs> I'm totally um, in. I've got some business-style um, questions for you. Yes, sir. Um, do we know whether this is a uh, one-off series? Do we know whether we're going to get a second series? I think the idea is it could be a second series. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Means gives me hope for the future beyond uh, 2019. Yeah, so second episode of the show I think is actually way more interesting than the first one. 
Oh, I totally agree. So I th- found it interesting. The duration of each episode are really quite different. First yes. one's 38 minutes, second episode's 30. That was going to be my next business question for yeah. you as far as, you know, you, you know what I mean by business. Is that, uh, do we know that they're going to be um, 30 minutes going forward? Well, or They could be anything going forward. We don't forward. know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. And it doesn't really matter because it'll always just be on a Disney Plus service. Yeah. It's not being broadcast anywhere. That's it. They don't have to edit out like seven minutes every time and uh, rebroadcasting it on whatever channel. And like, it's possible they may decide to play out on Disney channels or something in the years to come. But I'd say that you're really looking at this as just a streaming only product. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, where was I heading? I want to talk about the second episode. So the first episode, probably worth noting that Dave Filoni is the guy that directed it. It's the first time he's directed live action before. And I did feel that maybe part of the issue I had with it was that it wasn't necessarily someone who was at the full like level of their capability. Right. Okay, like Dave Filoni gets Star Wars. He's the dude that ran the Star Wars animated series. He's the guy responsible for Clone Wars as well as uh, yep. a lot of the Star Wars cartoons that have followed since then. He has spent a lot of time with Lucas. He understands Lucas's thinking. Lucas thinks that the world is a terrifying thought. Yeah. But like essentially the future of Star Wars is really going to be in Dave Filoni. And if you see all the media surrounding the Mandalorian, Dave Filoni is the voice that they're really pushing out there and trying to build his stature right. within Star Wars. So if you find in a couple of months' time that they're like, oh, Dave Filoni is going to be running the Star Wars movies going forward, don't be surprised. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, it seems like the show's been well-received, so that's probably given you know, Disney, yes. uh, Disney and you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy the confidence that Dave Filoni's the guy. But yeah, director-wise, I don't think it's the strongest, but it's not like it's badly directed i think it's very capable but yeah. the, the second episode by rick uh fumikaya uh, he's the dude do you ever see the film dope no okay you got to check that movie out it's this hilarious like um streets of la film you love it i think you'd be it's totally it chris like, gates oh, film even just the, the name, name. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's about exactly what you think it is right uh he directed this very funny sort of great film with these great performances from some teenage kids he's the one that directed the second episode and you just found that the sense of humor that he knows how to imbue through, you know, his work really came out in that second episode. It felt like it was one of his productions. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I murdered a whole bunch of Jawas in the funniest of ways. <laughs> oh, look, that was a, a particularly um, fantastic moment, obviously. The, I think the, the biggest the biggest uh, sort of joy I got out of any of the reveals so far was just that first um, glimpse of the sand crawl over the <laughs> over the sand dune, which was just an amazing kind of like, it's an incredible episode. Uh, iconic um you know stupid big brick of a vehicle but to see it there and to know that we were going to have some little hilarious Jawa interactions <laughs> no no idea where how hilarious they were going to be i got a kick out of seeing it but like i really got a kick when i saw him chasing after it and i realized that it was going to be him versus Jawas. as soon as i realized that was happening i'm like this is amazing it's everything i'd kind of dreamed it might be but when he went off and engaged in getting the egg and brought the egg back to the remaining Jawas, and they just started hoeing into it, <laughs> I literally fell off the couch laughing. Yeah, it, it was a very, very funny moment. It was such a great build. And and just their little, the way he just like shook his head with disgust was, I think, very funny too. So my question to you, and I felt so dirty at myself when I laughed as hard as I did by the Jawas eating from the eggs. Yeah. I realized that the reason why I related to it so much is because my pre-existing familiarity with it all and it was really just triggering a whole bunch of uh, nostalgia nerd buttons for me. Sure. 
do you think that this show holds up by itself to someone who doesn't really have like that much of a passion for Star Wars? I don't. Is it even possible to comment on that from our perspective? Well, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. not sure either. I think um, I'm looking for perspective. There was a lot of cool kind of um, you know. There's a lot of talk about how it's. Um, reminiscent of the samurai films and the cowboy films that were reminiscent of the samurai films. Yeah. Um, so obviously I think it's following some of those beats and stuff, which are all very enjoyable uh, film experiences. And perhaps if it's doing that as well as it uh, is intending to, then sure, maybe it could be interesting. I mean, you would obviously lose some of the thrill from some of the reveals, such as you wouldn't really care about a baby little green thing um, if you didn't have any prior knowledge whatsoever. Um, But, you know, I think that it seems to be pretty well paced. It seems to be... I really like how... I really like how it still kind of it still comes across as TV, right? Would you agree that it's okay? This is my question for you. Yeah, is this TV? I think so. so. Remember post Twin Peaks: The Return? Yes. Everyone's like, oh, not everyone, but like a certain type of uh, film viewer. Me. Uh, what well, were you one of these people of whom were like, this isn't TV, this is a movie, this no, is a seventeen-hour film? Oh uh, yeah, well, kind of. But I was more like, this is how all you know. Please, dear God, can we have more TV like this? More than yeah, than that. Um, I think yeah, but that was one of the things I was thinking of. Was the the I, I still feel like it really plays out like a TV. Like I was trying to think of if you put the two episodes together, it's certainly not a movie. No, it's not a movie. No. I don't think it's a TV show either. Oh, here we go. Dan. Okay, here's what I think it is. <laughs> this reminds me, in terms of its flavor, its uh, pacing, and everything else, just like old movie serials. Uh, yeah, yeah. So right. I don't know if you've watched many like old old timey movie yeah, not, series. Not a lot, but I, I'm, I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah, it just there's something about just the vibe of it, which feels a little bit more in terms of how they used to pace those. Which you didn't necessarily need to have seen the episode that came before it to be able to keep up with what's happening. It was just kind of throwing you into the story, which has a loose serialization to it. Well, here's here's another one from my buddy Rupert. Uh, and, <laughs> and every like when you watch these serials, every serial episode kind of had like its own setting because it needed yeah. to stand in its own way. So the way serial Serials used to work is you'd go to the cinema and you'd see a serialized episode and you'd have to come back the next Saturday or whenever the rollout was to see the next episode. So they were built with the idea you didn't need to keep on watching them yeah. because you may not be able to follow it otherwise. Yeah. And that's kind of what this feels like. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things Rupert mentioned to me as well was that um, he felt like the scene where the Jawas were um, trying to toss off um, the, the Mando. Is that the phrase? <laughs> from, from the side of the uh, thing. And they jammed the um, the side of the sand crawler up against the thing and he has to duck and cover out. was was yeah. reminiscent of Indiana Jones, very much so. Yeah, I got that. And, um, you know, which, of course, is based on these very same serials that you're uh, referencing. And, mm. if I'm, well, and by based, I mean completely ripped off. From, <laughs> isn't that sort of how that works out historically? So, I mean, I guess that's probably, um, yeah. you know, that wouldn't be, like, not in their frame of reference. Yeah, which mean movie serials were a big part of the inspiration for the original Star Wars yeah. films anyway. So it's not like it's that far out of the wheelhouse what they do. But it just had that strong, yoldy serial vibe. Yeah, and you still got a nice little arc on both episodes and you still got a nice little bit of, bit of resolution. Um, we haven't even mentioned um, Nick Nolte yet. No. How good's Nick Nolte in this thing? Look, he's pretty good. I, th- I love the way he was... I had the- such a connection to that character by the end of episode two. Well, the, in the, the the other thing that's strange about episode two is that he's literally the only person that you see their face in the whole episode. There's yeah. no other actors in it at all. It's a, like, you know, the credits came up at the end and it was co-starring, you know, it was starring Nick Nolte, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, I also love the way that they've... Uh, you know, that he's obviously being manipulated with CGI unless there's some really terrible surgery going on there. <laughs> but um, but then the way, like, the way he's been put on the, um, 
that weird frog looking thing that they're hopping around on. Yeah. How cool and like Star Warsy that looked. Like how kitschy how kitschy and sort of it almost looks like they've tried to make it a little bit stop motion y and that sort of stuff. I really liked that. Obviously, um, you know, not completely practical effects, but trying to make it the, the CGI look like practical effects, I thought was really cool. Now, this is where my nerd cred falls apart a little bit, but I believe that those creatures were actually already introduced in maybe one of the Ewok movies. Mm, I don't know about yeah. that either. I'll look I, into I that. I believe thing. that's a thing. Yeah, cool. But do you know what I mean? The way they're sort of wobbling on top while they're running around and stuff. And it's oh, all, completely, almost yeah. a little bit comical. I thought that was fantastic. And, you know, all the puppets, obviously, too, in the whole thing has been excellent to see. Yeah. Um, I've heard a few criticisms of the special effects, but I'm going to say this. I've spent the last uh, couple of days rewatching the prequel <laughs> movies yep. and Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones particularly. Like, the special effects of that are just not good. Yeah, like, they yeah, are yeah. really quite bad at times. Well, and they were, you know, they were kind of cutting... Well, they were new technology, right? They were new technology. Yeah. So and this is definitely get... a bit more refined. Like, I appreciate the different levels of evolution of technology at this point. But if you're going to be criticising the special effects in this, it's like, well, everything else isn't really that great either. Like, it just kind of fits nicely. Yeah, it's not like they're all at an amazingly yeah. high standard. I also think movie special effects, when you watch it on a small screen, you tend to see their flaws a lot more. Yeah, why is that? That's I an interesting know. thing, isn't it? But that's yeah. absolutely true. Mm. Um, I'm just going to chuck another random bit in here while we're going. The soundtrack for both episodes is phenomenal. Yep. And um, uh, are being released, um, they will be put up on Spotify anyway, oh, as, really? as albums for each episode. So oh, you don't even just get look. one. Yeah, yeah. So you get the entire thing, which is just fantastic. So after I finish listening to the next episode of Disney Plus Dan, <laughs> now available on Spotify, yeah. I can listen to all these soundtracks. Yeah, that's right. Which And, and I really think that they've handled it really well. It's a n- really nice balance. Um, uh, another shout out to my uh, another buddy, Tal. I've obviously been talking about this stuff a lot, who um, mentioned, uh, who, who did a Facebook post about the um, uh, soundtrack, which is how I found out about it. But also, you know, he's a big fan of the, of the westerns and the Sergio Leone kind of stuff, and was was commenting on how well it's met, the soundtrack has incorporated not just those elements of the um, western films, but then a very very specific sci-fi kind of sound, as well as still keeping it in the um, wheelhouse of what a Star Wars film sounds like. You know, like it still has big drama and um, some symphonics in it as well, which is I think just another incredible achievement of the Mandalorian. Yeah, so we probably need to wrap this up, mostly because I've got some Disney Plus that I need to watch. Yep. There's 29 seasons of The Simpsons under his burn through. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I, search, I, I recommend starting around 22. Yeah. That's no, where, that's where I, the show really picked up. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you sick man. <laughs> so, okay, first of all, no, I just want to say, like, I really like at the end of the episodes, I've got those painted, oh, the painted things at the things. credits. They look like the original concept drawings, right? That's what I kind of yeah. reference them to, as I, well as being, you know, like at the end of a Western. Or if they're not selling those as posters, it's almost as though Disney don't care about merchandise. <laughs> yeah, which maybe they don't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Mandalorian, yes. loved it. I'm definitely there for the rest of this run of episodes. I'd love to do another episode dedicated to it at the end of the season that we can catch up and look backwards and maybe get a couple of guests in to talk about their takes on it as well. How do you feel about that? Oh, look, I'm pretty comfortable with it. Excellent. If we put as much planning into that as we did this conversation. <laughs> it would be fantastic. Yeah. The people will love it. Anyway, Chris, Mandalorian, people can find streaming now on Disney Plus in the US and in Australia. How exciting. And New Zealand, and I think maybe Canada may have Disney Plus by now as well. Awesome. Yeah. If you're in one of the other countries, 
I guess you just kind of have to wait till March next year. There is no other way that I think you will be watching this program. It definitely, it definitely wasn't top of the piracy charts as reported by Torrent Freak this morning. Do people even still pirate? Apparently so. I've, I've not heard of a single thing that people have been pirating this past week. I know. It's, a, it's just a mystery to me also. Indeed. But anyway, you can find it on Disney Plus where you can get it legitimately in high definition 4K if your systems will... Allow for that, which I, my TV will not. I don't even think my TV is 1K. I don't, I don't know how many Ks it's got, but not, not, certainly not four. But yeah, yeah, that's exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, what's next on? Can, can you give us a reveal on what's next on Disney Plus Dan? Uh, Disney Plus Dan. I actually know what's next up, but I haven't recorded it yet, and I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> this um, sounds good. I'm already the, solved. At the end of Disney Plus Dan, I do talk about what I'm watching next week. Okay, cool. And I can't think of the name of it. It's like a bird. It's like a goose. <laughs> I think it's called like Million Dollar Goose. Something about a goose. Million Dollar Goose. Yeah. I'm hoping the cat from Outer Space is on there. I didn't check to see if it was, but that was a... I feel like it is. Sorry, I, I did go through this in the early hours this morning, so... It was a um, uh, 60s, uh, I want to say it had, oh, what's that guy's name? I will confirm the cat from outer space is on there. Yes. That's my, there's my night, there's my Tuesday night sorted. 1978 film starring the great Sandy Duncan, Harry Morgan, Roddy McDowell, McLean Stevenson and Ken Berry. Oh, wow. It's actually, that's a pretty, that's a solid cast. This is the thing with these old Disney programs. They've all got like Hollywood legends in them, even though they were just probably doing it for a paycheck at the time. There'll always be at least one name in there where you'll be astounded to see it on there. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, Chris Yates, it has been a pleasure talking Star Wars with you. Absolutely. We didn't go like that deep, but you know, we can only nerdgasm so much. Exactly. And I think like, you know, everyone's going to have their own little takes on it and stuff, which would be great to hear and to read about on our Always Be Watching community. Yeah. Please attack our opinions or those of my friends who I've mentioned. Yeah, no, definitely. And (laughs) don't just verbally attack them, like physically Physically, attack them. Just give give up to us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm easy to find. Yeah. But you like hugs. Hugs, not punches. I do. I'm a, I'm a bit of a pacifist. Yes, yeah. that's true. Now, I don't want to touch anyone, so... You know, <laughs> no hugs for Dan. Just... Stay clear of me entirely. If people do want to contact me from a distance, they can do so via, via social media. Uh, the Dan Barrett is usually where I'm, you know, loitering around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Yates, you're not really on social as much. No, but I mean, I do enjoy uh, the Facebook groups. and I Is that the Always Be Watching Facebook group? Particularly the Always Be Watching Facebook group, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, uh, people should sign up for the Always Be Watching newsletter. It comes out five days a week with a bonus edition on a Friday afternoon. Throughout the week, it's a whole bunch of news about what's happening on people's screens. But then at the end of the week, there's a list of all the new shows that have launched like that prior week, like new and returning shows. If people want to know what's on Disney+, Plus, today I published a exhaustive list of <laughs> everything that is on there. Uh, you can also find that list that's just been republished at news.com.au. Ah, oh, there yeah. you go. Did that happen while we were doing this right uh, now? <laughs> came through just a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but it was from a friend of mine. She asked permission for it. Oh, that's nice. You can find my link and stuff in there. It's all it's all about board. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that news.com.au aren't being dodgy. No. There's some very good people there. Big shout out to my buddy, Wenley. <laughs> Anyhow, Thanks, Dan. Great to thank it's been you. Awesome. For, yes. Uh, always be watching. It's part of the Televised Revolution Network of podcasts. Excellent. There's two podcasts now, Chris. It's a network. Yes. Finally. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk about what we've been watching. I've been watching a lot of stuff. I've got I've got some stuff in the bank for once. I've got a lot of things I've been watching, but all of them start with the word Star Wars colon. <laughs> well, let's enjoy all of those things after the colon. Indeed. Okay, for a post-call-on show, check us out. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much. See you then.